Here's our Vision 2020 news update for Friday 6th May. I am Curtis Morton. Out of Charlestown Nevis, the Charlestown Primary School held a church service on Wednesday 4th May to commemorate its 30th anniversary of service to the community. The service was held at the Shiloh Baptist Church situated at Ramsbury. The school is hosting several activities under the theme CPS at 30, Overcoming Challenges, Building Resilience and Sustaining Academic Excellence. The opening prayer was delivered by teacher Jacqueline Bartlett and the national anthem was rendered by student Shyla Tyson. The congregation then sang the well-known chorus, Thanks, Thanks, We Give You Thanks. Student Jasira Atherton also recited a poem, We Have Come. Among those delivering remarks were Education Officer Mr. Shefton Leibard and Principal Mrs. Cheryl Haynes. The featured speaker for the day was former teacher at the school and the one privileged to append the school's song, Mrs. Robina Ward, who encouraged the students to get up and bounce back when they fall. The school staff also rendered the song, Goodness of God, and the timely sermon was delivered by Pastor Wayne Maynard, who demonstrated that persons can succeed even through adversity if only they allow God to take control of their lives. He used the biblical story of Joseph as a real example. The service concluded with the singing of the school song. We hear from featured speaker Mrs. Robina Ward. Students, please repeat after me. My teachers are the best. My teachers are the best. They make Sacrifices. They are determined to help us succeed. Thank you very much. You have learned to conquer. Okay, I know I'm not going to get you. Stop now. You have learned to persevere in difficult situations. You have learned to bounce back, and now you can bounce back if you don't quit. Let me hear you now. If I fall, if I fall get up, get up bounce, back, bounce back, bounce back, bounce back, bounce back. Teachers, teachers, this is for the teachers now. <laughs> teachers. If success eludes me, I will bounce back. I will bounce back. I will bounce back. Very good. When asked about overcoming fear, Nelson Mandela said, and I quote, I have learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquered that fear. End of quote. What fear have you fought and conquered? Still out of Charleston Nevis, the Anglican community and the wider Nivision community is especially proud to have a son of the soil ordained as bishop in the Diocese of the Northeastern Caribbean and Aruba. That signal honor was conferred on Bansgut-born Anglican priest Father Ernest Alroy Fleming on Wednesday, 4th May. The ordination service took place in Antigua at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine. 
Premier of Nevis, Honorable Mark Brantley, led a delegation from the island to the service and the delegation was duly recognized as Nevisians supporting one of their own. The Right Reverend Bishop Fleming previously served at the St. Paul's Anglican Church prior to his transfer to Antigua. Out of Bassia, St. Kitts, the Queen's Baton has arrived in St. Kitts. Alfonso Bridgewater, President of the Commonwealth Games Association, updated ZIZ Television News as to what is expected to happen shortly. At Government House, it's traditional to make that the official place where we welcome the baton into the Federation of St. Kitts. As you know, the Governor-General, Sir S.W. Tapley-Seaton, is the official representative of the Queen. The baton contains the official message of the Queen which would be delivered in Birmingham on July the 28th this year, 2022, when the games, the opening ceremony for the games. So at that ceremony, the, the Governor-General will receive the button, he will have a few brief remarks. There will be some remarks from the President of the Commonwealth Games Association. Mr. Bridgewater said they will also use that occasion to honor an individual for their contribution to the Commonwealth Games Association. He said later in the day, runners will carry it to various locations, beginning at the Heroes Park. At Heroes Park, it would be handed over to Sir Kennedy Simmons, the national hero, and he would have an opportunity to say a few words and a photo op as well. Once we are through with Sir Kennedy, we'll all, he would then pass it on to Kim Collins, the national national hero in his own right as far as sports is concerned, world champion in 100 meters both at the Commonwealth Games and in the track and field world, world athletics so to speak. He would then take it and I think Kim Collins is still in the, the form to make a little jog from there down to the signpost which displays the name, the Kim Collins Highway in honor of him himself. Mr. Bridgewater said the baton will then be taken to the solar park along the Freight Bay Road. He explained the significance of that stop. Every time there is a visit of the Queen's Baton Relay, they tend to have it centered around a number of themes or one central theme. The theme for this year in which I want to put a focus would be sustainable development. And one of the areas where we could boast of something happening in that sphere would be in the area of solar energy. The baton will be taken to Angola on Monday to continue the next leg of the journey. We go to break and when I come back we'll have news on the regional scene.
out of Montserrat. The Royal Montserrat Police Service is pleased to announce that Mr. Albert Peters of Virgin has been found. He is currently being assessed at the Glendon Hospital. Special thanks to you, the members of the community, for your efforts in this venture. Special thanks also goes out to the members of the search and rescue team. Out of St. John's in Antigua, a 16-year-old is currently on life support. We get this ABS television report. It has been six days since Jakeem Jackson has been in the intensive care unit at the Celeste Bird Medical Center. He suffered wounds mainly to his head after being attacked, suffering lacerations to his mouth, face, ears, eye and hands. Cameras in the area captured the three suspects who can be seen approaching Jackson who is pictured in the neon shirt and black short pants with a backpack. Jakeem's mother, Karima Joseph, who wished not to appear on camera, says a neighbor who witnessed the incident recounted what happened to her son. The neighbor said he they took a piece of the road, a broken piece of the road, and hit my son in the head from the back. Then he fell unconscious. He said he knew he was unconscious because he didn't attempt to break the fall. So he fell flat. When he fell flat, the guys continued to kick him in his head and face until he shouted out and then they ran off. They took his phone, they took his money, they couldn't get his knapsack that was on his back because he fell flat on the back. The distraught mother explains Joachim has had surgery, but she fears the worst. He had to be rushed to surgery so that they could remove the, the blood that was surrounding his brain. He has a skull fracture and also a very deep laceration to his skull. Um, yeah, he was sedated and placed on you know, ventilators and so on. I fear that he may die or, you know, be paralyzed for the rest days of his life. And he's so young, he has his future ahead of him. Joseph says Jakeem has to undergo another surgery where a newer surgeon will have to be flown into the country to conduct that operation, which is expected to be at the expense of her family. ABS News understands two of the three suspects have been found by police. The family of Joachim Jackson is asking for continued prayers for their loved one during this difficult time. Terry Andrew, ABS News. And internationally out of the USA, a Ukrainian oil baron is making an offer to use his vast wealth to fight Putin. Let's get this CNN report. An American courtroom or a battlefield in Ukraine. Ukrainian oligarch who is fighting extradition to the U.S. says he'd rather choose option two, it seems. He's asking the U.S. to throw out the charges against him so he can fight for his country instead. CNN's Nick Robertson has a story for you. One of Ukraine's richest oligarchs is giving me a ride Explicit. to his war room in his bulletproof limo. I think this is the most luxurious up-armoured vehicle I've been in. Do you feel safe in here? Yes. Safe, yeah. Yes. Dmitry Furtash has good reason to want protection. He is helping fund Ukraine's fight back against Putin. Support the Ukrainians are very happy to have. Inside Furtash's blast-proofed office, security guards are just out of sight. Can you show me on the map where your, where your businesses are? Before the war, he tells me he employed over 100,000 people in banking, chemicals, media. Some of your early deals came from here yes. as well, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. 
and controlled almost three quarters of Ukraine's fuel imports. He made his fortune buying cheap gas from former Soviet states, which flowed to Ukraine through Putin's Russia. And this is where all your coordination of the war effort is happening yes, here. In his war room, it seems clear his vast wealth is being unleashed against Putin's war. His new TV channel, Freedom, is streaming on the war room wall. Ah, there's uh, the new tanks. Yes. <laughs> a joint venture with other Ukrainian media bosses, a Russian language channel to counter the Kremlin's anti-Western propaganda. From here, Firtash is repurposing his business empire, pitting it against Putin. Our plants that used to produce gas equipment before today have been transformed to produce anti-tank barriers. He says his gas line repairman was some of the first back into Bucha, scene of so many alleged Russian war crimes. We provided our vehicles straight away and all logistical means to deliver humanitarian aid to all over Ukraine. Are you helping the government move weapons around the country? We transport whatever they give us. But Putin's war isn't Firtash's only fight right now. He's facing extradition to the US on international racketeering and conspiracy charges involving bribery an eight-year battle that could be decided soon. They don't even allege that I had bribed somebody, but only intended to organize this. But are they right? A hundred percent, no. There was no reason for that. Because for me to bribe someone, I need to profit from this. I never benefited from this. The charges are convoluted. Allegations of bribes for Indian officials to sell him cut-price titanium for a U.S. aircraft company. Firtash believes his problems with the United States are geopolitical and began more than a decade ago when he was backing Ukrainian politicians perceived as pro-Putin. Now both his fights are fusing into a perfect storm. He's been stuck in Austria since his arrest on the US charges in 2014. I am pretty sure that the whole affair was incorrectly assessed by the US government. For some reason, they've concluded that I am pro-Russian, and this doesn't match reality. I've always been pro-Ukrainian. Now to our weather update. The local weather forecast for St. Kitts and Nevis valid up to 8 p.m. today, Friday, 6th May. The weather today partly cloudy with a 40% or moderate chance of a light shower during the afternoon. The winds easterly at 17 to 30 kilometers per hour or 10 to 18 miles per hour. The seas 0.9 to 1.5 meters or 3 to 5 feet. The sunrise today was at 5.43 a.m. The sunset today is scheduled for 6.32 p.m. We also have our four-day weather forecast. Despite the presence of a high-pressure system, available low-level moisture will maintain a moderate chance of showers across the southern Leeward Islands until Saturday. Thereafter, a more stable atmosphere will prevail. Across the northern Leeward Islands and the British Virgin Islands, high pressure will dominate, keeping shower activity to a minimum. I am Curtis Morton wishing you a wonderful day and a marvelous weekend.